song we're fixing to do is probably my favorite song to do after baptisms, and this is why right here. Jesus said, I tell you, there's rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Why do they rejoice? Not because they're surprised, but because a great victory has been won. the God who evermore will be. He opened the prison doors. He parted the raging sea. My God, He holds the victory. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place. We won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. Oh, we shout out your praise. We sing to the God who heals. We sing to the God who saves. Who always makes a way Cause he hung up on that cross He rose up from that grave My God still rolling stones away There's joy in the house of the Lord There's joy in the house of the Lord today And we won't be quiet We shout out your praise There's joy in the house of the Lord our God is surely in this place. We won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. Cause we were the beggars. Now we're royalty. We were the prisoners. Now we're running free. We are forgiven, accepted, redeemed by his grace. Let the house of the Lord sing praise. We were the beggars, now we're royalty. We were the prisoners, now we're running free. We are forgiven, accepted, redeemed by His grace. Let the house of the Lord sing praise. There's joy. There's joy in the house of the Lord today, and we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place, and we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today, and we won't be quiet. Shout out your praise, there's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place, and we won't be quiet. Shout out your praise. 
never fails me in all my days. I've been held in your hands from the moment that I wake up until I lay my head. Oh, I will see the goodness. the goodness of God. Your voice, you have led me through the fire, the darkest night, you were close like no other. I've known you as a father, I've known you as a
starts to break declaring there is hope and there is freedom I speak Jesus your name is power your name is healing your name is life break Every stronghold shine through the shadows, burn like a fire. I just want to speak the name of Jesus over fear and all anxiety to every soul held captive by depression. Jesus. Your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Break every stronghold. Shine through the shadows. Burn Shout Jesus from the mountains, Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus. in the streets, Jesus in the darkness over every enemy, Jesus for my family, I 
I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind. Because I know there's peace within your presence. I speak Jesus. Lord, we just thank you today. We just thank you for being here, God. We just thank you for those who are baptized. Lord, we just thank you for your presence. And God, we just want to speak the name of Jesus because he is the only name. He is the name above all names. And Lord, we just lift you up. We pray for Brother Darrell as he delivers your word today. God, speak to our hearts through the name of Jesus. Amen. If you have your Bible, we'll go to Matthew chapter 3, 1 through 12. Some of you are going to think I planned it this way. Some of you know I'm not smart enough to plan it this way. But on Sundays, all we do is we just preach through books. It sounds like I'm a little bit loud. They're going to take care of that. Uh, just preach through books and just start at the first and continue on through. So there's no way I could plan this. Uh, we are in Matthew chapter 3, 1 through 12, so we're going to talk about people who came to watch people be baptized, okay? There's no way I could, I could plan that, but people who came to watch people be baptized. And uh, so that's all of us in the room except four of us, okay? So every, everybody else came to watch somebody else be baptized. And that's what we're going to talk about or what the scripture is about in Matthew chapter 3. There was so much going on this morning I'm going to cut the message in half, and I'm sure you're, you're happy about that. I was going to talk about John the Baptist in the beginning, and then to the Pharisees and the uh, scribes, but I'm going to maybe cover John the Baptist next week. So probably next week the text will be the same. Talk about John the Baptist a little bit more. But uh, today the Pharisees and the scribes, as they came to watch people be baptized, uh, Matthew 3, 1 through 12, you can... Follow along with me as I read. This will be on the screen. Also, if you have a hard copy of the announcements, there's an outline of this on the back side of those announcements. And most of that will be on the screen also. We've uh, covered in Matthew 2 last week, we came to the end, we've covered the birth of Jesus and Mary Joseph and Jesus coming back to the town of Nazareth. So we skip a lot of years, probably about 30 years or so, uh, between the end of chapter 2 and the beginning of chapter 3, and Matthew keeps writing. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And that's going to be a recurring, that, that was it, that's what he preached. Repent, repent, repent. Uh, for this is he who was uh, for this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, "The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight." Now John himself was clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region around the Jordan went out to him and were baptized by him in the Jordan, confessing their sins. Verse 7 is an important verse. But when 
he saw many of the Pharisees and the Sadducees uh, coming to his baptism. He said to them, brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Now put your finger right there. Uh, when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, what's that mean? I read it, uh, that verse, in a lot of different translations, and almost exactly every other translation said it a little bit differently. Now, when I read, this is the New, the new King James, when I read it in that v version, it seems to say to me that they came to watch him baptize. In others, it's, it hints that they came to be baptized themselves. Either way, he uh, shoots back at them, brood of vipers, brood of snakes, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Therefore, bear fruits worthy of repentance. In other words, you're not really repenting. Uh, I'm going to take the line that probably... Out of, out of curiosity, they came to watch him baptize others. They came to watch other people be baptized. If they came themselves, the point really hasn't changed. He's saying, you're, you're not coming in the right spirit, in the right heart. You're not really repenting. You're, uh, you're curious. Nothing wrong with that, but that's not, re that's not repentance. Okay? So, for the rest of the message, I'm going to follow the line that they probably came to watch. They're out of curiosity. And do not think, uh, verse 9, do not think to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. Because that's what, you know, we're Jews, we have Abraham as our father. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. So that's not really a big deal that you're children of Abraham. And uh, you can't depend on that. And even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Therefore every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he, that's Jesus, who's coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Next few weeks we'll deal with that I hope his winnowing fan is in his hand and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire okay title of the message today if you saw the intro page is God's God's ministers deal probably more with that next week when we talk about John the Baptist but this morning about the Pharisees and the Sadducees who came to watch people be baptized. I want to deal with this uh, first. The next thing on your outline and will be on the, on the screen. The statement, and I thought about it, and I really thought about it a lot, and I want to make sure you catch this, because when you initially see it, you probably will disagree with it. The literal meaning of repentance is a change of mind, right? That is literally what the word means. To repent is to change your mind. It's not a change of action. Now that right there is where a lot of people, well, I mean, yeah, isn't that what repentance, you know, change your lifestyle? Change, well, that's where it ends up at. 
But the literal meaning of repentance is not a change of action. It's a change of heart. It's a change of mind. After that comes the change of action. See, if you don't do it right, if you don't understand exactly what repentance means and, and do what repentance means, you're getting the cart before the horse. Because some people like a Pharisee or a Sadducee and maybe you and maybe some other people that we know, by the strength of your will, you can change your action. You can start doing right. Now listen carefully, because I mean this. Doing right by the force of your will is not, is not repentance. It's, it's not. Because that, that's not necessarily a change of mind. It's just a, dis a decision. I'm going to make myself do right whether I want to or not. Whether I like it or not. I'm going to make myself do right. The problem with that, the reason that that's not, not repentance and it's not what God said to do is because you can't live like that. Because eventually you're going to go back to your old ways. If, if all it is is just making myself do the right thing. I mean, that's okay but that's not what repentance is. A change of action, you can make yourself do that. Repentance is a change of mind. I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to, change my, I'm going to allow the Lord to change my heart. It's the difference between have to and want to. Every parent in the room knows you can make your child do something. You can make them do something. Is that repentance? No. Every, 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 I was talking to a parent the other day. I, I don't know. We're all different. I was talking to a parent the other day complaining about their teenager going to the room and shutting the door. I was glad when our teenagers went to the room and shut the door. Right? Right. Okay. Don't worry about if they go to the room and shut their door. But, but the point is, you can make your child do something, but they sit there like this, just all mad, because, you know, I don't want to do it, but I will do it. But I don't want to. That's not repentance. Repentance. Biblical repentance is a change of mind and a change of heart. Re repentance says, I change my mind about the way I am. I change my mind about the way I've been thinking. I change my mind about the way I've been speaking. I change my mind about the way I've been acting. I, 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 I change my mind about me. I want to change. I want to change because I want to. So there's the difference. Change without repentance is have to. Change with repentance is want to. I want to. I want to be different. I want to be different than what I am. I don't want to keep being the same old me. I want, to, I, want, I want the Lord to change me. I don't want to just keep on being the same old way. Okay? Okay. So the Pharisees and the Sadducees, as we saw in verse 7, they came to John's baptism. Boy, he just tore them up about... They, they came to the baptism to watch other people people be baptized, but they, they had no intention at all to change their heart. They were coming out of curiosity. They had no intention at all to change their mind. Now they were, the, the, the issue here, that's why I went over all that, the issue here is that Pharisees and Sadducees were pretty good 
people as far as their actions were concerned. They did, and we're going to look at that more, they did, they did the right things, they said the right things, but in their heart, it, it wasn't, there, nothing had changed. And they were living a fake life. They were doing good things, but it really wasn't in their heart to do good. They just made themselves do it. Okay? Okay. Uh, they came, and they never could get over their superiority and their, their religious pride. We're going to move on down on the outline, put the next on the screen. You'll never minister, and that's the title of the message, God's Ministers. You'll never minister to other people if you just go to watch them. You know what I mean? If you're just curious, you'll never minister to other people. And right here, if you're a Christian and you're not uh, serious about ministering to other people, you need to think about your Christianity. Okay? If, uh, if, it do, if, if, if you can see people who are lost and without Christ and that doesn't bother you, if you can see people who are struggling in Christ but they're struggling and that doesn't bother you, if, if you can look all around you and see all these people who can use your help and can use your prayers, and, you know, if, if that doesn't bother you, you'll never minister to other people if you just go to watch them. If you feel superior to them. Like, I've got it all figured out and you don't. What's wrong with you? You know? I I don't I don't have that problem. What why do you have that problem? I don't I don't have that problem. What's what's wrong with you? If you go to just watch them. A fella this morning, me and him were talking and we were talking about I really hadn't planned this, but it was just this is what it was getting involved with them, getting down to where they are, okay? The Pharisees, the Sadducees, they're not going to do that because they, they came to watch all these poor people <laughs> being baptized. They came to watch all these, all these sinners being baptized. Just, just curious about it. If you've got to take the next step past that. You'll never minister to them if you feel superior to them. The next one, you will minister from your brokenness, not your strength. From your repentance, not your pride. Okay. I feel like I could just stop right there. You will minister from your brokenness, not your strength. Here's the issue. All of us in the room will struggle with this. I don't want people to see my weakness. Then you're never going to reach them. All I, all I want is I want everybody to always see my good side. I don't ever want to see anybody or have anybody watch me, see me fail. I don't ever want anybody to be able to see me stumble. I don't ever want anybody to see me struggle. I struggle with that a lot. I don't want to ever confess that I'm weak. I don't want to ever confess that, that I need prayer. That I need help. That I'm never going to reach 
people. I'm never going to be able to, able to minister to them. You're never going to minister. You will minister from your brokenness, not from your strength. And we get that all backward because we think, oh, what I'm good at, what I'm talented at, what I'm good at, that's what will reach people. Uh, not really. I'm going to move on. From your repentance, not your pride. That's how you reach them. From your weakness. From your repentance. Okay? Next screen. Be careful when you think the story no longer concerns you. That's why I asked you, if you're a Christian, uh, I, I want you to think back when you were saved. Think back uh, when you were baptized. Because I want this story to be more than just about the four who were baptized. I want it to be about everybody in the room who came to watch it. And remember back. And so I want this story to be about you. I almost said it like this. Be careful when you think the story is no longer about you. Well, I realize it's a lot more than about you, but I want you to get that, get that point. Today, it's Jesus and me. Me. Lord, look at me. Lord, help me. And you may come into the Lord's house this morning and your, your mind is all wrong because you don't think you need it. You've got a very warped sense of yourself. <laughs> If you think you don't need it, Lord, look on me. Lord, help me. God, I need some things to change. Okay, we're going to look at this story in uh, the book of Luke. This will be on the screen. You're welcome to turn there if you'd like to. I'm, I'm going to use the screen. Luke chapter 18, 10 through 13, Jesus tells a story of a Pharisee. Pharisee, like it, these folks who came to John the Baptist to watch people be baptized, very religious, but wouldn't repent. Very religious folks. Uh, but there's a tax collector, and the Bible uses that term a lot, a tax, tax collector. I realize it's not really how we look at them, but in biblical days, it's like about as low as you could go. Everybody hated them. Okay, so he always used, not always, but often uses uh, that designation as somebody in the culture who everybody hates. Okay, so anyway, the Pharisee and the tax collector. Two men went up to the temple to pray. We could say a lot of people came to First General Baptist this morning to pray. Two men went up to the temple to pray. One a Pharisee, the other a tax collector, a sinner. Stop right there, Matt. Back up. There you go. Matt, you just have to follow. I, I don't know how this is going to go. We just have to. Two men went up to the temple to pray. One a Pharisee, the other a tax collector. It's the only two choices. Now, you know what I'm going to ask, right? Which are you? Which one are you? One's very religious, knew all the right words, could make himself do things, but didn't want to. The other's a sinner. Two men 
went to the temple to pray. The only two choices. The only two choices that are in this room this morning. Which one are you? Which one are you the most like? Now, you know me. If you ask me, my answer is going to be, well, I've been both. I, I have been both. But where am, I, where am I at right now? Okay, Matt, next uh, verse, verse 11. The Pharisee, very religious, stood and prayed thus. Look at that. Don't you love that? Prayed thus with himself. Prayed thus with himself. Who's he talking to? Himself. Now, he's, he said he's talking to God because he put out the, the name, you know, he said God. But he's not praying to God. He's praying with himself. Why? He's justifying himself. So he prayed thus with himself. God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this tax collector. I thank you that I'm not like everybody else. What's he, what he's saying is, I thank you, Lord, that I'm better than everybody else. I thank you that I do better things than everybody else. I'm so glad that I'm better than everybody else. And I don't do all those things. That's the truth. I'm not an extortioner. I, I'm not unjust. I'm not, I'm not an adulterer. And I don't do the things the tax collector does. So that means I'm better than everybody else. I'm better than you. Because look at all that stuff you have to deal with. I don't have to deal with that. So I'm better than you. Or even as this tax collector, the sinner, okay, uh, verse 12. I fast twice a week. That's the truth. I give tithes of all I possess. That's really good. That's really good. All right, next. And the tax collector, the sinner, standing afar off, would not so much as raise his eyes. Notice, as the religious person was praying he's looking around right he's looking around wonder who's listening wonder who's paying attention the religious man is looking around he came to the uh, baptism to watch other people but he never looked at himself the, this religious man, this Pharisee was looking all around and he saw the tax collector. The sinner, the tax collector, wouldn't even raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast saying, simple prayer, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Don't ever, ever lose that. Don't ever lose that. When you lose that, all is lost. When you lose that, you become, in your mind, better 
listen to me, you're not. You're not. None of us are. We say it this way, and I know it's a cliche. The ground at the foot of the cross is level ground. There's nobody higher, nobody lower. You're not better. And I'm not better than you. And I have to remember that time and again. Every time I counsel with someone, they come in to talk to me about an issue, a problem, an addiction, a sin. Every time. Nobody ever comes to talk to me about how great their, great their day is. Never. You never come talk to me about how great your life is. It's always about some issue going on. Hey, that's, that's what I'm here for. And I've got to remind myself every time, every addiction I've heard, every sin I've heard, everything I've ever heard, I've got to remind myself that I'm sitting here across from them, but I am not better than them. I've got my own stuff too, and I just don't want to tell you about it. But down deep in my heart, there's stuff that's got to change too. Always. And what's happening that as I grow in Christ and as you grow in Christ, I realize that we do conquer some sins. We do get over some addictions. We do get past that stuff. But we always move on to something else. And now what, what's going on with me and probably a, a lot of you is it's just going deeper now. He's, the Holy Spirit's digging deeper now. There's stuff I didn't even know that I had down inside me. Some ways that I think some attitudes that I, that I have, some prejudices that I have, sometimes those thinking that, that I'm better. No, I'm not. Sometimes the thinking that, boy, I'm glad I'm not like them. Oh, man. That's when I just, you know, you just slap yourself and say, whoa, wait a minute. That's not, that's not the way to think. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Now, I've gotten past a whole lot of stuff. The whole lot of stuff I'm not tempted by now. But i got a whole lot of stuff left that the Holy Spirit's working on. And He's going deeper and deeper. We're going to have a prayer time in just a minute. I'm not going to ask the, don't, not ask the musicians to come up just yet. We're going to have a prayer time in just a minute. It's going to revolve around that simple prayer. God be merciful to me, a sinner. Now here's, here's two parts I want you to pay, pay attention to. The first one is when you read that and you start applying it to yourself and you can honestly say, God, I, I, I can't think of anything. Wow. God be merciful to me, a sinner, but I, I don't know. I can't think of anything that I'm doing. Or Amazing how we can sink into that. And we've forgotten and we're, we're blind to who we really are. We're blind to, our, to the attitudes we have, the prejudices we have. We're, we're blind to the way we're thinking and we've gotten to the point that we no longer see ourselves as sinners. So there's the first one. If you're here this morning, the worst shape anybody in this room can be in is not the sinner 
It's a sinner who's forgotten they are one. It's a sinner who doesn't see themselves as one. The Pharisee, just as much a sinner as anyone else, but he doesn't see it. That's the worst shape, is that you no longer see it. And then the next part, you won't confess it. You're too proud to confess it. Coming to the altar in prayer, that's for sinners. <laughs> that ain't for me. Too proud to confess it. You've forgotten what Jesus has done for you. And you've forgotten what Jesus is doing for you right now. There are some, it's possible, there are some in the crowd who are too proud to come and simply say, God be merciful to me, a sinner. That's all this prayer is going is to be. That's all this is. God be merciful to me, a sinner. But you've gotten too proud that you won't do it. Don't ever get to that point. There's nobody in this room who needs that prayer more than I do. And I mean that. God be merciful to me, a sinner. Now, if the musicians will come, this is our prayer time. That's what these altars are for and these front seats and anywhere we can find. I'm going to ask the congregation to stand with me if you would. This is our prayer time where we come and we talk to the Lord about anything and everything. But I do want it to center, center around that simple prayer. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Now You may have prayed that prayer a hundred times, a thousand times, but this morning's a chance to pray it one more time. God, I need to change my attitude. I need to change my prejudice. I need to change the, maybe the haughty spirit that I've got. I need to change this thing I've got in me that, that makes me feel like I'm better. But now I know I'm not. Jesus, I just need help. Jesus, I just need your, your cleansing. Jesus, I just need to come this morning and, and pray. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I just need to do that. So while our musicians play and sing, uh, I need to do that. So you can join me and, and us and just, just come and pray. All throughout my history Faithfulness has walked beside me. Winter storms made way for spring. And every season, from where I'm standing, I see the evidence of your goodness all over my life. All over my life.
promises in fulfillment all over my life, all over my life. Help me remember when I wake, fear may come, but fear will leave. Yeah. 